0: This podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast.
1: Tights and Fights, baby! We talk about wrestling!
2: I know it doesn't fit. Everybody shut up about it. And welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Alpha and Omega Hal Lublin. Ooh, like that. And I'm joined today by the queen of strong smile, Danielle Radford.
3: Hello. That's a good one. Not so strong today, but I will suck it up.
2: You don't like that one?
3: No, no, no. I think it's good. I'm just like, I'm not strong today.
2: You're not strong. Yes, you are. No, I'm very strong. You're strong because you're here. Oh. Look at that. The strength in weakness. How about that?
3: Because the greatest love of all is what we have? Okay. You know
2: what? I believe the children are our future. I've heard that. Anyway. (laughs) We have a special guest here. He's a comedian and host of the Max Fun Podcast, Who Shot
0: Ya? It's iffy, don't work, stiffy, Wadaway. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah. Don't work. Uh, Does that mean I'm not a jobber? Uh, Yeah. uh, It means don't hit you real hard. ah. Yeah,
3: you don't hit in real life. Oh,
0: yeah. No mean, real hits. No real hits. Yeah,
3: yeah. You're a pro.
2: Before we get into our topic today, which I'm very excited. I thought I oh, was yeah. going to miss this recording because I had something pop up last minute. But like this is the confluence of all these things oh, yeah. uh, that are wonderful. But tell us about you getting into wrestling. How long have you been a fan? What, what's oh, your journey been like?
0: So, uh, you know, my dad is a Nigerian immigrant and him and his friends uh would all kind of like meet up for pay-per-views as if it was like a boxing match and they would treat it as if it was real uh and so and the reason that's very important is because you know there was no adult there to be like oh everything's fine ify this is this is is fake uh <laughs> uh and this this all happened to lead up to when Kane uh buried the Undertaker, put him in a coffin and lit it on fire and I was crying oh, no. uh, because I was like, uh, he was like, he killed his brother! He killed his brother! Uh, and you know my dad didn't watch Ross, so I didn't see when Undertaker came back in the following <laughs> Ross. So for for young Iffy, Undertaker was dead for a minute <laughs> <and> <laughs> murdered by his own brother Kane and I was just uh, you know, lightly traumatized And but I do remember there was a point where my dad and his friends figured out that it was all a work because they switched to boxing out of nowhere and they we no longer saw pay-per-views but it was a good time of our lives uh they would scream at the screen like man they were who they were getting worked
3: do you remember the... what did it do you
0: can you
2: I, yeah i have a guess was it may young giving birth to a hand <laughs> was that it was
3: that what... i was gonna guess katie vick
2: Oh, yeah. well, we're, like, the Undertaker, Cambridge Undertaker's got to be, like, 98, 99, mm-hmm. so I was thinking yeah. we're in that era. Oh, yeah. But if, you're, if you can get through that, that six-year period and make it to Katie Vick, Whew. the human hand has got, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, surfing on the coffin, Big Show surfing
0: on his dad's oh, coffin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That what could uh... be one. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, what do you think it was? I You know, I, I have no clue but it might have been the hand they might that might have been the one where they all kind of stood with their hands on their hips <laughs> staring at the tv it was like okay it's time to watch something else.
3: Uh, uh, maybe they were like me and they were mostly like that hand should be mixed that hand is too light
0: <laughs> that's true that's... And that that was the that was the thing that threw you off yep. was yeah. the... well it's half mark henry's hand yeah yeah
3: It should have been, that should have been a darker hand. Especially when they brought that hand back for the Raw anniversary. It was like, no, that hand should be a mixed kid.
4: Yeah. As a side note, I mean, as a kid who grew up as a a mixed child, uh, I always thought that everybody came out of like as a child being about my shade and then as I got older, I would get darker and be like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, so, baby. That was my form of kayfabe until I got about 11 and I was like, you know, I think I'm about as dark as I'm gonna get.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's
4: not getting
0: any darker, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right, then. All
2: right. Julian, quick question for you. Did you also think you'd be able to like bench a full truck by the time you were this age? What are you benching right now? We haven't checked in in a while.
4: Oh, see, I Three haven't bills. done traditional workouts in a while, but I mm-hmm. probably am up to like about 175. Right? Nice, You're a liar. Nice. Double that. Double that.
0: <laughs> for sure, double that. Yeah, yeah, today was chest day. You know, I'm hitting 225. Uh, wow. For, uh, seven reps, baby. See?
2: Julian, get out of here with your 175. <laughs> I know. There's I a new totally king here.
0: Pooped all over it. <laughs> uh, but I just have to let people know I'm swole. That's uh, right. <laughs>
2: Oh, you are filling from, out that jersey. Yeah, okay. yeah. we're small mates. It's I'm like, yeah, small yeah. Small <laughs> I'm trying to like make myself wide on the side <laughs> instead of out front to be like, I'm also. I also have exercised.
3: Like I literally like almost passed out on the way here on my walk.
2: <laughs> it was bad. It's too hot out.
3: Well, it's normally fine. It's like only a half an hour, but it's just again when I, when you've been sick all week.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. An idiot. You're, you're recovering. I'm too That's
3: proud. Good. Yeah.
2: No. Pre- it's too much strength you're almost too strong
3: it's, um, you know it's okay. like when people go bald because they have too much testosterone
2: <laughs> it's like that I thought it was because your hair gets frightened of your head
0: Because <laughs> <You're like>, ah, <laughs> I gotta get out of here
2: <laughs> anyway this week we're going to dedicate our entire show to one area of wrestling that deserves some extra attention I've been waiting for how, how long have we been doing this podcast about three years three huh? years I've been waiting for this maybe longer this is our main event
1: Whoa! Holy shit!
2: Chris Jericho. Whew. He's been known as Lionheart, Y2J, and a ton of other nicknames, and he's had one of the most decorated careers in wrestling. We're just days away from his first world title match in All Elite Wrestling. That is this Saturday at All
3: Out? I believe so. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Saturday, September 1st. <laughs> yep, I remember days. Nope. Don't forget to pay your rent. August 31st? Yeah. yeah August 31st. Still don't forget to pay your rent. Pay your rent. <laughs> <laughs> it's My the 31st of the month. Okay. We are going to take a look back at Jericho's career and see what has made him so great. I, I became aware of him the first time uh, around 2000 when I was getting back into wrestling. Mm-hmm. And he was he was on his rise uh, in WWE. He had, he had just won the European title and then dropped it to Eddie Guerrero and then embarked on on what would eventually lead him to his first world title in WWE uh, about a year and a half after that. And I just, for me, he was always a complete package. He was the same height that I was, like around six foot. I thought that was really cool that somebody my height uh, could be muscular and a championship wrestler and just one of the best talkers. Like no matter what you gave him, he made it work. Just, I, I'm I, my all-time favorite wrestler bar none. you what do you think about... Jericho.
0: Oh man, Chris Jericho was, you know, if we're talking about like my wrestling history, that was the number one move that we would try and do on each other is the walls of Jericho, the walls of Jericho. <laughs> oh, I that's remember, very dangerous. Yeah, I remember yeah. screaming that as you grab the two legs of your friends and lean back and they're just slapping on the grass. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was. Uh, iffy.
4: were you like a traditional walls of Jericho or a traditional lion tamer type? Would you guys ever try to do like the knee, knee on in the, the back? back
0: of the yeah. neck? <laughs> oh no, we wouldn't do the knee on the back of the neck we would just do like spread the legs grab both legs and lean back uh Mm -hmm. just because that was the probably the safest but yeah no the apartment i grew up in had this like wooden play place that would just give you all the splinters but it had four corners and metal bar so it was the perfect place and it just made such a great sound when you would stomp and punch that we would have these matches iffy they told you not to
3: try this at home
0: oh but i was trying it all the time Uh, but yeah it was great until like you know the attitude era because we got because my stepmom was like she she would not want me to do the suck it, and she was like, you, you "Don't you do that? Don't don't do it." And I remember one time I didn't realize she was standing outside, and like my back was to her, to where she was standing, and I did the most just the perfect like wide body arm stretch suck it like three big times, and I was like, it was like, "Bow bow," and on the third one I just hear, I was like. Ah. Uh, but, yeah, we would just get into it. But Walls of Jericho, yeah. So Chris Jericho was super fun, especially like that was like right around the Y2J era, mm-hmm. era too. And he just was cool. He, that, that was it. He was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cool. He was the cool one. Super
2: cool. Danielle?
3: Um, Well, when we're talking about my best friend, Chris Jericho, as everyone uh-huh. on this podcast knows, is my yeah. best friend. Um, Yeah, no, it was uh, I kind of remember him in WCW. I talked about this. I didn't watch a whole lot of WCW, but I always knew that he was like the man of 2,000 holds. I mean, my major introduction was when they were doing the Y2J countdown. Um, And he comes out and, break the walls down, and you think he's going to be the biggest thing in the world. And then he's immediately buried. (laughs) Just immediately
2: buried. (laughs) We're going to get pretty heavy into his WWE time uh, but before that, let's let's go back to the start of his career, uh, yeah. wrestling in Canada, and then uh, as a journeyman wrestling in Mexico, where he became Corazon de Leon. He, that's that was the Lionheart really sort of uh, took shape. Uh, Japan as well, legendary Japanese career, mm-hmm. and and uh, in Tennessee, in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, where he was one half of the Thrill Seekers, a tag team with Lance Storm. Oh wow! Um, how much do or how much have either of you seen? of of his work abroad, sort of his pre-ECW, WCW, WWE. Zero. Not
3: a ton. Yeah. Mm-mm.
2: It's interesting. I've seen some of his Smoky Mountain stuff. I've seen very little of Japan and, and Mexico. Mm-hmm. And it is like, it's it's there a little bit, but, you know, you're still, it's like Baby Jericho. <laughs> yeah.
0: his, baby, his little Baby Jericho. He's so so baby fun Jericho. in his
2: voice. Yeah. Hal, please read that fun fact. I'm begging you. All right, I got fun fact for you. I was going to do it, I swear. I swear. Uh, Chris's first idea for a name was Jack Action, which Lance Storm said was stupid. He was right. He came up with the name Jericho after the Walls of Jericho album from a German metal band. And he wanted to be called Christian Chris Jericho, who would fling Bibles out into the crowd. So always coming up with ideas. Well, it's funny because...
0: Looking at the Smoky Mountain picture, yeah. he has like this cross around his neck and he's mm-hmm. like, it's still like, I'm going to hold on to that. I would oh, say wow. Jack Action ch- is only dumb because it should be Jackson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> well,
0: now we're
2: talking. Yeah. I'd I'd be interested in Jackson. When you look at that picture of it, do you think that guy in the arm cast should be called Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> he had too much Jackson last night and now he's at a cast. Yeah, yeah. I could also, yeah, well. <laughs> uh, then, uh, Paul Heyman started working with Jericho in ECW, branded him as Lionheart. I think he was the first person to, to take Taz off of his feet. Is that right? Yeah. That was like a big moment that's a for huge him. a deal. Yeah. Wow. A lot of the moveset that we see the with his little springboard in the corner dropkick, uh, he was doing in ECW. I obviously did it beforehand. I'm pretty sure that's something he picked up in Mexico, uh, but he would win the ECW Television Championship. He had matches with Mick Foley, RVD, Sabu, all the usual suspects uh, in the land of extreme, Lance Storm, everybody. They were all there. He was there for what was probably the golden age of ECW and was working with everybody. Um, yeah, just an interesting, like an interesting to see him uh, in in an extreme wrestling promotion that he's like the white meat babyface like none of the edge that that yeah. you're going to see later on
3: yeah cuz even like even as a babyface he's still like White meat never.
2: And at that point it's like shaved face, yeah. long blonde, blonde hair, hair oh, and yeah. dry good looking guy. Shit. And one why other were, thing. Why
3: was their hair so dry?
4: <laughs> well, Heyman actually, fun fact about that, that Heyman actually made Jericho wet his hair because he thought he looked too clean when it was just you know, he had that like super blonde <laughs> blowout that he had.
2: <laughs> yeah, for the most part, Jericho's not a wet hair he's more of a wet hair guy now that he's got like the shoulder length. Yeah. But mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of his time. He was not a wet hair guy. He was more like a proto AJ Styles in that All
3: way. of them, all of them back there, had hair that could have went up with, with the lightest of of sparks. Sure. Um, all of them had that fucking tumbleweed ass blonde hair. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> conditioner.
0: No, they are using hair and mane, baby.
3: See, and that horse and,
0: conditioner. And <laughs> then we came,
3: and then we came all the way around to all of a sudden now everyone's hair is like dripping and gross. Yeah. Yeah, like nasty. moist hair. I just find a, find a, there's got to be a difference between tumbleweed and jerry curl. And I don't know why wrestling hasn't found that happy difference yet. Yeah. That happy middle.
2: I don't like, I don't like the super wet hair. Just because yeah. it looks, me- it looks greasy and like, either you just got out of the shower or you haven't showered in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> those are the two, those are the two things I think. That's all it could be. Yeah. Those are the only two
0: choices.
3: <laughs> it's quite disgusting.
0: Yeah. No, uh, they, the they. I just looking at like baby face Jericho, like I'd like to think of, you know, if the WWE universe ever got as wonky and big as any other universe, I would like the what if, if like the McMahons got behind Jericho instead of uh, Hunter Hemsley. Like, oh. what would that look like? What would what, what would the WWE look like if Stephanie McMahon married Chris Jericho? Oh, my God. I, that is, I do want to watch that episode of <laughs> like,
3: what? What coming to Disney Plus? Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I can't wait for the animated version.
3: You know,
0: Vince is in there like, "Hey, come on, Disney! You know you want to buy the WWE. You get the FX, uh, the XFL with it too. Maybe just, just come on." <laughs> Christ, can you imagine WWE World at
1: Disneyland? Oh, Christ! Oh,
0: that's
2: oh, it smells like gold dust in this ride. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh man. Um, In 1996, Chris was brought to WCW as part of their cruiserweight division, so Mm. he got a lot lot of exposure that way. However, in a wildly mismanaged company, it's very important if you're not one of the five guys at the top of the card to maximize whatever opportunities you get. Mm. And he did that with very little time on television uh, and the ability to do pretty much whatever he wanted. He became the heel, the great heel uh, that we all know and created – what I think is the greatest segment in WCW history uh, during his feud with Dean Malenko, where he declared himself the man of 1,004 holds. Here's a clip.
1: <laughs> Malenko, you claim to be the man of 1,000 holds, but I counted and you know about 60, but I know 1,004 and I wrote them all down. Here we go. Hold one, arm drag. Hold two, arm bar. Hold three, the moss covered three handled family grandunzel. Why does he just mail us this list and we'll announce it? He just ran it. Number five, the Saskatchewan. Spinning nerve
0: hole. This must be meathead right. microphone night. You He's
1: think so? Bar. He's got 998
4: to go. That's the second I'm going to play a little bit of the rest of, rest of this just to get the real effect because they legitimately go to commercial. Right oh, yeah, they, yeah, they came to commercial. She's only
2: three years old, but she already puts in a
3: longer date. Hold number 712. <laughs> <the arm> bar. <laughs> oh, shit. It's so oh. good. It's so good. It's so
2: brilliant. I'm. Oh. Does anybody have, like, memories from this time? Did your dad, did he watch WCW as well as WWF at uh, the
0: time? Or? Not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The only closest thing is I I remember watching, he took me to the forum before it got remodeled when it was still blue, and I saw a dark match. Before, at the time, I didn't understand the differences between dark matches and taped matches, mm-hmm. and I was so confused why I couldn't go home and try and watch. Like, I was telling my friends, keep an eye out for me, even though I was like, in, <laughs> even if it was live, you would not have seen because... <laughs> I was in the nosebleed of the nosebleeds, but I was telling all my friends, like, watch out for me. I was watching the match. I couldn't tell you who was wrestling because that's how far I was from, like, I did not know, and I, I wasn't paying attention. I was just trying, focusing so hard on watching these bodies wrestle.
2: <laughs> Two greasy Tic Tacs wrestled yeah, each yeah. other, and I saw
3: it. I'm on TV. Just, well, just turn to in." The show's about me now. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, uh, do you have any memories of this time, Danielle? Have you gone back and and watched any of it?
3: Yeah, that's some of the stuff yeah. that I went back and watched. Was some of like like I said, they, like that and like his whole Goldberg run. Like those were the things that I I really went back because I knew that that was the stuff that everyone yeah. was really in love with.
2: Yeah, and that was the end of his time in WCW. Him trying to create a program with Goldberg. Him getting it over uh, against. Against what seemed to be the wishes of the creative team and the booker, who I think was Dusty or Rick Flair, Rick Flair I think might have been a oh, bookie wow. at the time. Um, whoever had the book,
4: I'm pretty sure Bischoff and Hogan were. It was at the Bischoff
2: time. and Hogan. Yeah, yeah well, even better. Yeah. Uh, so he he gets it over. Goldberg doesn't want to do business with him, and it winds up being this huge, huge, huge build that ends with just the same squash match we got from everything else. It ends abruptly. He's kind of done. He leaves. Goes to uh, New Japan for just a little while and then finally signs with the company that he had wanted to sign with, uh, I guess, throughout his career. Something he had watched growing up, which is the WWF. He would, as we talked about, we had the countdown to the millennium and he shows up. Maybe one of the, the biggest debuts a company could give yeah. you is cutting a promo on, on one of the two or three top stars in the company, The Rock. Here's a clip.
1: Welcome to Raw is Jericho! First time we heard that, you guys. And I am the new millennium for the World Wrestling Federation.
3: Remember when we all cared about the millennium? And now
1: that the Y2J problem is here, this company, from the front office idiots to all the amateurs in the dressing room, including this one, To everybody watching tonight, we'll never eh, 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 ever be the same again. Why
4: 2J he 2J and Jericho has said since then he's like they've shown him doing interviews and stuff. He said that he does not like how this turned out because he says the facials that he was making are just ridiculous and he's like I he's like I would go back and change almost everything about it except for the build up and maybe a bunch of the words in the promo. So
0: yeah, I think I it was funny because like it was hazy for me but I definitely remember that e- e-
1: ever. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's such a nice touch. Uh Yeah, I remember Roz Jericho was a true moment uh, for someone to like step in and be like, this is all about me now. Uh, it was like me back in the day when I was trying to get those kids to watch me <laughs> on TV
1: <laughs> when I wasn't on TV.
0: And I, I like the Y2J because it also reminds me of how big the Y2K bug was. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> like everyone really thought it was about to go down. It's amazing how long he remained
2: Y2J too. I think he yeah. did it well into 2001, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 2000. Yeah, 2001 was about when he started to turn and then I think Y2J I think he might have stopped using that nickname.
4: But well, and just as a reminder that sometimes Vince McMahon does have good ideas. Originally Jericho when he pitched the Y2J branding, he wanted his finisher to be called the Y2J Problem, but then Vince said, "No, no, 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 no. Your your name is Y2J. That's yeah. what
0: we're going to brand you as going forward." Oh god, oh. could
3: you imagine him still hitting a move called the Y2J Problem? <laughs> oh,
0: my god. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh man, uh, and 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 he's it, and it's been responded with with the dial up drop.
3: Yeah, <laughs> here comes the slap
0: bracelet. The slap bracelet's Uh-oh. coming. Oh, the 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 net zero neck brace. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Mattel handheld football game. The Mattel handheld <laughs> football game. My God.
2: <laughs> anyway, we're gonna dig right into Chris Jericho's WWE career. Uh, That is after the break. If you have any thoughts on what we've discussed so far, some early Chris Jericho memories you want to share, you can do that on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram via the links we have in our show notes. We'll be back after a break to discuss the rest of the mighty Chris Jericho's career from WWE and beyond. That's up next on Tights and Fights.
0: Industry. It's like, guess who's coming to dinner meets cruising. And if it helps seal the deal, I can flex my muscles while we record each episode. I'm sorry, this is a podcast? I'm a movie producer. How did you get in here? Iffy, quick, start flexing. Bicep, lats, chest. Who shot you? Dropping every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Hi, I'm Dave Hill from Show Business. And while I'm not from Canada, My grandfather Clarence Vincent Blake Sr. was, and he wouldn't shut up about it. My grandfather moved on to that great penalty box in the sky way back in the 80s. Still, all these years later, I can't help but wonder, what do we really know about Canada and its people? Which is why my friend Chris Gersbeck and I decided to make So, You're Canadian. Brand new podcast from the Maximum Fun Network, on which I attempt to get to know our neighbors to the north, one Canadian at a time. Coming to Maximum Fun August 27th. And I'm not sorry.
0: Time.
2: Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland. I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... If Wadi way. Chris Jericho's time from his WWE debut to now is defined by the characters he embodied in each phase of his career. There's the Y2J, the best in the world at what he does, the light-up jacket, the list of Jericho, and the alpha. But no matter how he changed, his WWE music was always a version of this.
3: They kept that, that, this part... Being way too long for time.
2: <laughs> I love the countdown.
3: No, I like the countdown. But remember when the countdown was like a legit thirty seconds? Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. were too long.
4: Yeah. It would start during the commercial break.
3: Oh, it's our buddy. Get back, get back, get back, get back! the and um, the priest. That's the only part anyone knows in the song.
4: Maybe what I've got is not from the least. Bring it to
2: the stage and step the in the,
1: the
2: arena room. and break the wall down break the wall
3: down this probably hit the hardest of all of like this this band stuff yeah for me I think that this is right where they nailed it so yeah. of course this was like right before they stopped using these guys
2: you know what? At least they, we got their magnum opus. It's just, just crazy. Heel,
4: babyface, it never mattered. He was always, it was always break the walls down. It's
2: and such a great, uh, it's such a great theme song.
4: He's yeah. like even said before that like he pitched like, oh, Vince, what if I change my music? And Vince just didn't want it. He's like, what if I remixed it
2: a little bit more? And like nope, it's just going to stay this. <laughs> no.
3: Okay, but what if Fozzie did something? <laughs>
2: uh, no, we're good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Jericho. Appreciate that. A uh, really good idea. We're not going to do it. Uh, let's start with the Y2J oh, persona. Let's, let's talk about some highlights. Uh, first, we'll probably be working with China over the IC yes. title. They were co champions. They were like together, uh, aligned with one another. And then he finally won the title from her, only to lose it to Kurt Angle.
0: Mm.
3: Oof.
2: That was a great, uh, that's a great, like, that's the start of his rise. Yeah. And yeah. he has his first WrestleMania match with Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. Where there's no way on earth you can have a bad match,
0: yeah. And also, there's no way on earth you can watch that now, right? Yeah.
3: Um, you can, but I choose not to. Yeah. Um, not easy. Yeah. I don't really watch the Benoit matches now. Yeah. I, I kind of. I can't remember the last
2: one I watched. I really can't. Like he'll appear sometimes on TV. Like, oh, he was still around. Like I forgot. Yeah. I, I have trouble and placing it feels the exact. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but his I. One of his, I think, underrated feuds, people talk about his feud with Triple H, which is a fantastic feud. His match at Fully Loaded 2000, which was the July pay-per-view that year, was a last-man-standing match between the two of them. And that was really the height. I know they've come back and wrestled each other numerous times since, but that, to me, was the best match of of their, of their rivalry. Uh, and that well, really helped. Well, they're both
3: helped. at, like, peak... Peak them, yeah, like both yes. both in athletic ability, in wrestling ability, and although man Jericho hasn't lost a fucking step, but man, right? Is, yeah, but there is, you know, there's something to be said for like youth, um, and How, the, and so, like when when they're both like just about to like become the biggest things in wrestling because trips was like he was he was he was top you know he was a top guy and jericho was a top guy but like this was right before they hit where they're at now which is like legendary status we will be talking about these two men who have come to shape wrestling in different ways we will be talking they are like etched into the annals yeah. of time
2: yeah at, at this point jericho's like
0: 27 years old I almost said something angels? like that yeah. he's like a, well he's i was a, saying it. what's the age difference between him and trip I think they're close to the same they age. Because, easy. like, Triple if you look at them now, older. Trip, look. Well, I guess Trip was wrestling way more than Chris was. Yeah. Because Trip looked like he's anytime he's like it's time to bring the hammer out. I'm like, bro, no. You're, you're, you're gonna you're, you're going into the the Undertaker roster with me of just like <laughs> sit this one out, Chief. Uh, like, let's.
3: Um, Paul Levesque was born in '69.
0: Oh, using his was government. Seventy. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Oh, so he was 30 for that. uh, Only a
3: year apart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
0: if you put them next to each other.
3: Well, there's also like, you have to remember that Trips also for a while was wrestling and basically helping run a company. I imagine that That nobody, I imagine imagine no no McMahon or McMahon adjacent person gets more than like four hours of (laughs) sleep.
0: That's what I I was, also I was saying, I think anyone who works in any capacity with Vince gets five years shaven off of their life. Yeah, it's like being for, yeah. the president. <laughs> yeah.
3: Or <laughs> yeah. it's like just after you're done, you're just a husk.
2: I wonder if Triple H gets him the same gift every year for Christmas. It's like, oh, a gift card for a six-month cruise. <laughs> I'll, I'll use this later. No, uh, you should uh, use it now. <laughs> He's just
3: got like 10 years of cruises stacked up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Someday he'll just go. That's They'll just...
3: Put him on a nice float. Yeah, they will just fire his
2: coffin into the ocean like start like the end of Star Trek two. Anyway, uh... Some other highlights of this time, his his feud with The Rock during the invasion angle is really good and I think underappreciated. They feuded over the WCW title, had Mm -hmm. a great match. That was the first
0: time he won that belt. You know what was weird that I'm going to just come out and come clean about Right. right now? is like during the like WCW era I thought they were all the same company. Like I didn't realize that they were separate companies. Like when, when they had like what was it? It was like uh W C W versus WWF like the yeah. like why are they going against each other? They're they're the same company. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's you, a good question, even if you did know yeah. like like and it's funny because that was like if 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 a mark back then would be like if you're an idiot, but now with n x t and w w e like that like it's like they are the same company, yeah, but back then, like yeah, man <laughs> a little if so so like what I'm trying to say is I have a like my wrestling memory like when we dip back into that well, yeah, like I might be pulling from either. <laughs>
3: a oh, company
0: because yeah, yeah. they were all the same
3: because Baby if didn't know the difference he yeah, yeah. just, like, saw, no, you just saw men slamming men yeah
2: yeah <laughs> uh, a couple other highlights from this period uh, one is of course him winning uh, the, the unifying the world titles the mm. first one to do it by beating The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin in One Night which Ooh. he talked about for a year after <laughs> Uh and then mm-hmm. a, a decent main event against Triple H which was overshadowed by the Hogan Rock, rock match. Oh yeah. And many other things. And also Triple H is a babyface. Come on. That wasn't going to last. No. Not at all. Uh, also he this was his first time working with Shawn Michaels was was during this go around. Uh was that the match you were there for?
3: Uh was that 19? Yeah. Yeah, then yes.
2: And then of course he does the the favors for someone who he thinks uh the company's positioning to be a big star only to have that person's career completely sputter out and have them disappear uh, to nowhere until they dressed as Vanilla Ice on a Halloween episode of SmackDown. I'm talking about John Cena. <sighs> wow.
3: Yeah, that's how we got Cena.
2: That was Cena's first pay-per-view match was against Jericho. Jericho lost to him and then left. And I, they've talked about this before. I, I think I think on the network they might have done one of Jericho's live uh, interviews was with uh, Cena. They talked about it. he's like I put you over, and then you like tanked onto the bottom of the card <laughs> and disappeared. Uh, but yeah, that was his thing on the way. He seems like the kind of guy who, who has no problem doing business. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
3: and I missed the the rise of Cena. I've talked about that. I'm not I'm not real big on the ruthless aggression era. Mm-hmm. So every time someone has said that he dressed like Vanilla Ice for a Halloween episode, I think that they're kidding.
2: It's no. He had the wig on and every like. Yeah, it's amazing. The Wait, jacket. What? So that's yeah. how he got the
0: rap persona. Is he did Vanilla Ice? They knew he liked. They knew he was a rapper. I mean, I'm just surprised that like from the moment we found out that uh, you know John is a legitimate rap fan that we haven't put him on Sway in the Morning yet. So he was like, Yeah, oh, I can speak Taiwanese, <laughs> not Chinese. Let's go. Get on your knees, John. See your knees. <laughs> Can't see me. <laughs> Got a baby, <laughs> Bella Haiti. <Hady. laughs> yeah, like, I want to see him. Like, go for it. Mostly because he might just surprise us. I
3: if he... asked him about that at the Bumblebee junket. I was like, Would you ever, re you know, do? Because you- I was the only one there that was like a supermarket that would ask. Yeah, that. it's like you know. You had a rap album, and he goes platinum, and like he did the W thing, and I oh was like, "Oh my god!" It was for a nerdist, and he, uh and so I asked, like, "Would you ever like restart your rap career?" And he was like, ah, "I feel like I'm a little old for that now. I'll leave that to the youngins."
2: Wow, hilarious! Yeah. He did. There is video of him during, when he was in that persona. He would go to the parking lot and do rap battles with with fans. Like people would show up, and they would legitimately, and he wouldn't be doing it in that half meter. Like I'm here to fight Christian. He's as slow as a log. Yeah. And then the crowd will react, when I lay you down, I'm going to turn you into a dog. <laughs> In the, he's going full speed. And it's like, holy shit.
3: Yeah, he really can like, could rap. He, wow. I mean, he he has a whole album.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want me to keep going, Julian?
3: You don't want us to keep talking about You don't about want me John to keep Cena? talking he's about ready. his rapping,
2: his raps? Uh, anyway, his after... ribbity raps? <laughs> <laughs> Hip, hap, hibbity rap? <laughs> Rippity rip rap, rap? <laughs> I'm John Cena, and I'm here to pop the The crowd? <laughs> After a break from WWE, Chris Jericho returned in 2007 after a bunch of binary code vignettes uh because the Matrix had only had only put out their their one good movie 8 years earlier. And uh, his return really got started after he turned heel on Shawn Michaels and ended the Y2J character to become a colder suit wearing version of himself based on Nick Bockwinkle from the AWA and Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men. And here is an example of one of his, like, he got better. He got better. This what character was better than Y2J, Fine which line. was great. Here, here is an example of his promo work from that time.
1: And it's time for me to move on. I have matured. If it's one thing I learned from Shawn Michaels, it's that I could have entertained you for years and years. I could have been a puppet dancing on a string with you, manipulating my wires to the end of time. And you still would not have respected me the way that you respect Shawn Michaels. You would never idolize me and adore me like that, and that is not fair. There is no one more dominant in the WWE than me. And everybody can tell, it's obvious, whether it's the people here or a GM in the back, that if there's a title match, that nobody deserves it more
0: than me.
3: Boo, they said.
0: Boo him. (laughs) They booed him. Boo this man. (laughs) The queen of
2: putrescence. Uh, Yeah, just... Hey, this is this is where you get like his defining feud with Shawn Michaels that ends with the latter match where he uh where he knocks his own tooth out. <laughs>
3: Well, and his ability to get, like you said, and like not just because for a lot of people when they do a character change, it's mostly just like an image change. Maybe they change a couple of like, yeah. um, maybe they change a couple of moves, whatever. This is when he does a, when he changes his character, his whole attitude changes, his demeanor changes, his posture changes. Yeah. Um, he really becomes like a new version of Chris Jericho.
2: And I know he's someone who has studied some imp- some uh, improv and has improvised somewhat and and enjoys comedy and. He did take that some of that time away, he took time to develop. He's always been involved in television somewhat He hosted that show where people threw stuff off of a building. What? Yeah. He look it up. I, I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> we we have a limited amount of time and we shouldn't talk about that game show, which is very bizarre, but he did it. He he was getting that game show host money for a brief amount of time. Um a, another highlight was his feud with Rey Mysterio where he was where he was trying to take his mask.
3: Mm. And the rather than trying to take his son. <laughs>
2: his story behind that was really good. Like his pitch to Vince is like, I'm going to try and take his mask. It's like, why? Because I'm a bully and I want it. Yeah. And they worked out that spot where during the six one nine, he's able to pull the mask off. And that, that I think convinced Vince. He didn't think they could pull it off, but they did it like two or three times in a row just before a show oh, to show him that, that they can
3: get the mask off quickly and they not can make do it, it, it look weird. Yeah,
2: they can do that move. Mm-hmm. And that that sort of helped do it. He also teamed with the big show. We got Jericho show during this era, this era. Yeah. Do, what do you remember this era of of Jericho with me.
0: I, I I mostly remember just catching bits and pieces of Jericho because the was wasn't this like when like Big Show would always pair with like a smaller dude mm-hmm. and then they would just have these like super fun tag teams. Yes. So like just having like someone as mouthy as Jericho with the Big Show was just super fun to watch them interact. And so, like, I remember just enjoying this. That, that that that's one Jericho is something that stands out to me in his career, which is just seeing those two together. Because <laughs> also, like, Jericho looks so small compared to the Big Show. Yes, I'm like, yep, they, we're we're going full like uh, Linny mm-hmm. and uh, what's his face, the other guy, Squiggy. No,
2: <laughs> Full Vegeta I, and Nappa. I know yeah, we're there talking we go, about. There we go. Yeah. yeah,
0: let's do a reference. I do know.
2: I always Pop think about uh, Spike and the the little dog. From <laughs> the cartoons, like, "Hey, Spike, what do you want to do? Oh, you go yes, get stick? nah, yeah, we don't want to do that." Uh, oh. That's it. That Could have reminded me of that. Oh, yeah, great dynamic, Ugh. always great heel, and then get another series of smaller men to turn on the big show. <laughs> <laughs> always, the, he's always getting turned on by people.
3: Chris Over-humber. Jericho has been in quite a few movies, by the way. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How many of them have you seen? Uh, none. MacGruber. But I no, I haven't seen MacGruber. Oh, I saw that. I hear everyone say that it's good. I believe you. Okay. Yeah. I yeah.
2: Believe you. I won't even add my opinion to it. <laughs> Whether I like it or not, it's irrelevant.
3: It is irrelevant. But it's a
2: movie. It, did you find the TV show? No. Yeah.
3: I did find where he was in a movie called *Immortal Combat* in '94. <laughs> but no, you're, I did not. I, find I like that the I've sent you show. both down
2: a Google rabbit hole. Oh yeah,
0: now yeah, I was like, let me see, let try and, me and go find. Yeah, you just went straight to the IMDb. Chris Jericho
2: game show. Yeah, yeah,
3: that's what I'm looking for, and I'm not seeing it. I do see that he did a. Uh, Real-life heavy metal band makes a living uh, by day as performers at kiddie birthday parties. Yeah.
2: <laughs> in the meantime, I'm going to tell you about uh, his next break, which happened in 2010. And he returned in 2012. This is a much softer change from the other versions. He wore a light-up jacket and had a pretty similar vibe on mic uh, towards the end of his last stint. They are very similar to one another. This is where he has his feud with CM Punk over who is the best in the world. Uh, he takes five months off and then returns in the Royal Rumble. He loses to Fandango at WrestleMania, who was positioned for a huge push. Oh, and again, just because like,
3: we all liked that fucking song, man.
2: <laughs> listen, if Jericho puts you, Fandango can work. He is a no, good, he a can work, but he worker. got
3: over because we liked the song. We did
2: like the song. Jericho again. Jericho puts him over, and then the guy, the guy, I think he got hurt after that. Like shortly after that, Fandango got hurt, and that put the kibosh.
4: He busted his thigh or something. Yeah, like his thigh oh, or his knee yeah. or his
2: shoulder, like something's wrong. He's back now, looks great. Back with the, with the Tyler Breeze where he belongs. Uh, also, they put over the Wyatt family during this this era and feuded with Dean Ambrose. Remember that?
3: Uh, I do. Don't we all remember? One, actually. Um, weirdly enough, I do remember. I, that. I went
2: to the. I was at the Raw in Los Angeles where they introduced the plant, the plant that that Ambrose gave him after destroying the Geratron.
3: I loved that. <laughs> yeah. That it, was well, and this is cute. also where we're starting to get into that era of like. Um, more fun, funny Jericho. Yeah. yeah. Like less of, you know, I'm angry and I need everything. You know, less of like what he is now, especially. Is this the um, list yet? We're getting there. We're getting
2: yeah, there. We're, getting we're, the we're, we're getting almost the there. But, by the way, at that show, I was back, I got to be backstage for it. Oh, okay. And I was walking subtle through flex. the halls. Just subtle flex. I had a friend who was a carpenter there, Ooh. so we would hang out. Major flex. She would show us, like we'd walk around the set and stuff beforehand, and then you sit in catering and you talk to no one. <laughs> you are not supposed to talk to like you oh. talk to somebody the reason i know simon uh, uh simon gotch is cuz mm-hmm. he came and talked to us yeah. and then be, i became friends with him but outside of that like you're not supposed to approach people unless uh, my friend uh, uh her name is Wynne, she introduced someone to us and i walked past jericho and i started to sweat i got so excited and that doesn't happen to me yeah. a lot mm-hmm. I've been very fortunate to and, to be around a bunch of people and I just never that
0: and are they you know, just like level. in the zone or are they looking at you like who is this? He's just walking
2: somewhere. I think he looked for us. He gave me the, like this look like, the just like, "Oh, there's another person here. I'm just going to see who they are yeah. and then keep going." But for me, I was like, that was I was just a foot away yeah. from Chris Jericho. just snuck
0: a wink in like, I sh- yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know, I can't say up. nothing, but I I feel
3: can. like that's the thing that you do when you want people to know that you know who they are. I think Chris probably. I mean, they're, the
0: the only time I've gotten a wink like that, is, I'm going to make this quick, Julian, uh, <laughs> uh, is I when I, was working for the improv, there was, like, some, like, uh, Brendan Small was doing, like, his, like, concert thing. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Fishburne was there. And he's, like, in this all-white, like, fucking uncle, like, <laughs> silk,
3: like, linen <laughs>
0: suit. And he's out there, and he's smoking a cigarette. I... I never really get starstruck. I could not take my eyes off this man. Like, i just full-on, am just staring. But, like, anytime he looks towards me, I'm looking away like, no, I'm just looking at this bad mural. WB. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. right. That's sort yeah. of Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at this shitty mural on the side. And then, like, he smokes, he finishes a cigarette, and he walks past me, and he just winks at me, and he goes in, and I was like, oh, you knew I was staring uh- at you. <laughs> I was like, I love you. <laughs> so that's, oh, that's my wink story that's so good <laughs> it was so charming too when I was like that's why you're famous yep.
3: <laughs> give me any pill I'll take yeah, them all yeah
0: that's right I'll take I'll just
2: yeah, down ready, the whole bottle I'm, I'm ready for the matrix yeah well, please let's go show me how deep that rabbit hole is <laughs> <laughs> Uh <laughs> so business picks up during this time for Jericho in 2016 where he starts wearing a scarf a Ooh. little tiny douche ah. hat and aligns with Kevin Owens. Yes. And starts, uh, again, like we, we talked about this briefly, but he is one of those guys who can get anything over. Yeah. If you can get a clipboard with a piece of paper on it, then, then you can do anything. And at this point, he is 46 years old doing this and doing it at a high level and we get the list of Jericho. Here's a clip.
1: Originally, the list of Jericho was all about Mick Foley, but now, guess what? I'm starting a new list. It's a list of stupid idiots, and all of you are on it. Who has the best friendship in the WWE? Oh yeah, Kofi, you think so? huh? You're questioning our friendship. you know what? You just made the list. Oh no. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Kofi, no, not a why. Uh, Chris <laughs> We hear your challenge and quite frankly, a challenge of that weight warrants a champion's huddle. Uh, and Kevin, I-, I guess you can get in, but Christopher <laughs> oh no. oh, oh, no. oh, oh no. no oh no. Really? oh no. Oh, really? I'm not allowed in your little huddle? No, sir. Really? You know what? Big E, you just made the list. (laughs) (laughs) Woods is laughing. Oh, oh, Woods is laughing? Really, Woods? Oh, yeah, you're laughing? You know what? You know what's gonna happen? Oh, you know what's happening to you right now? Huh? You know what's gonna happen? No, 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 no. Woods?
3: You just made the list. Instantly over. So good. Instant over.
0: Such a good bit. Uh, You know, just that cadence every time. Oh, I, I, I heavily remember this because it was just all the marks kept saying you just made the list to each other it was like a fun joke it was like when napoleon dynamite came out and everyone knew the jokes and so you kept saying it but also my favorite part of this uh tag team is you knew someone was going to double cross and you knew you knew it and everyone was just waiting for the moment and it was almost like they played into it by just heightening how much of friends they were yeah. which made yeah. it more sweet because everyone knew someone's going to double cross how's it going to end
3: <sighs> and the way that they ended it
0: yeah the festival the of friendship the festival of friendship yeah. is Ugh. still
3: one of the best of those segments they have ever done
2: and again Jericho sells it when he picks up the list and it's at it's the back of it to the floor he goes why is my name on this list and he picks it up and you see a list of Owens on it it's such a great he, he is responsible for whether that moment lives or dies and you see the
3: heart like genuine real heartbreak yeah (laughs) also that show was called downfall oh there you go because stuff fell down off of a roof it did he asked you a bunch of questions on top of a metropolitan landscape (laughs) and then your stuff Um, would it was like your stuff yeah uh well if you were if you didn't get it then they would throw the money off the side of the building
2: oh yeah not sure why it didn't work And now John Cena has that show where you have to climb up a building. Who knew? Who knew?
3: It's all building related content here (laughs) in the WWE. Yeah,
2: I can't wait for Hardcore Holly show where you have to just make a building. (laughs) It's the free, (laughs) the free show. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's the cycle.
2: Yeah. Uh, During this period, he wins his first U.S. title as well, making him, uh, I think, the only complete Grand Slam champion in history. He's held tag belts. He's held uh, both world titles. He's held the Intercontinental, Mm. the European, the Hardcore. And the uh, the U.S. Championship. He also held the Television Championship in WCW, yep. and the the Cruiserweight Championship, which whose lineage is, uh, well, all now that now the Cruiserweight belt, I don't think that that's the same line. No, no, no. They're, I don't think
3: they're connecting it.
2: He he held all of it. He did pretty much everything he could do except for the Universal, which I don't know. Really count. I'm
3: not worried about, I'm not worried about that <laughs> fruity that fruit roll-up.
2: Belt. Yeah, <laughs> nobody needs that fruit roll-up belt. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the payoff match with Owens, however, was not what Vince wanted. You could, if you watch the 24 or the 365 mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, he comes backstage after the match and goes to Vince. and goes, we good? And Vince just goes, no. Wow. He goes, no, no. So he was not happy with it. And and Kevin Owens went to the doghouse for a while after that. It was a uh, great match. It was okay match. I thought it was, it was okay. Good. Yeah. It was good. Not great. Like, he wanted yeah. more sta- – I feel like they – they didn't stick the landing on it. I don't think it's entirely their fault. Cuz what was supposed to
4: happen was Kevin and Chris were supposed to wrestle for the Universal Title. But then Vince fell in love with the idea of Goldberg coming back and getting that Universal Title. Mm. So I think it's hard to deny that that like it was the it was the best segment that went that would have that would have gone into a big match. It was supposed yeah. to be for a for a world title that Kevin had at the time. Well. So I think that like the fact that that thing was not given the placement and it was not given the just the the attention that it deserved and instead they just wanted to hot shot it to Brock Lesnar afterwards is kind of
3: that's a fucking that's such classic Vince where it's like you have a white hot storyline that deserves a a proper payout and instead you bring back some fucking 50 year old <laughs> and you have them and you have them win the title yeah
0: <laughs> I mean but yeah I I think that's my my only like curiosity among all of that is like what did vince want what could have gone better to, for vince to go yep
4: yeah i think he just didn't like kevin like doing some doing the moonsault he didn't want him to do like the kind of high-flying stuff that kevin had done it Wow. Oh. he did it a lot more at the time but i don't know it, it, who could who can fathom yeah, his yeah. mind after yeah.
2: all yeah who knows he should be on that cruise ship by now
3: <laughs> kevin doing high-flying stuff is what blow makes that him up. Stand <laughs> out.
2: Just... yeah exactly uh but after he leaves, uh, that was the end of his WWE persona uh, or persona. Uh, but there's still one more era of Chris Jericho, and it is still being written as we speak. Ooh. In 2017, he made a surprise appearance in New Japan, challenging Kenny Omega. They had a incredible match. Oh yeah, uh, including him. Doesn't he take the camera from the? I know he pushes the cameraman at somebody. I mm-hmm. think he takes the camera from him and starts using it. It's fantastic uh that was his first time wrestling outside of the wwe in
1: decades here's a clip so many have claimed to be the best from Shawn michaels to edge to cm punk but they're all gone and i'm still foul-mouthed version of because i am the best in the world i am the greatest of all time i am the alpha of this business and i'm going to prove it because i'm challenging you kenny what jericho Versus Kenny. What? Alpha versus Omega to see who is really the best. I want to meet you January
3: fourth. What? Wrestle in the Tokyo Dome. That can't
1: even happen, can it?
3: There you have it. But it uh, did happen, so suck Yeah.
0: It. I, you know, if it, if this wasn't a bit for five people, I would just love having wrestling commentators just like commentate on just mundane work meetings. Like, and in the fourth quarter, we saw a 2% gain. Oh, my God. <laughs> 2%? Whoa. He's topping projections. He's topping projections. Oh,
3: put this man on the employee of the month list right now. Can you believe that synergy? It's boss time. <laughs> and
0: Booker 2's <laughs> <too's> like, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, Booker. I love him,
0: though. Yeah. He's, he's,
2: he don't have to say much. Uncle Booker. <laughs> Uncle Booker's here.
3: Yeah. He's coming so, for you. He is. So now uh, we are in the... Uh, I think we just passed the whack makeup stage
2: yes. of Jericho. Yes. he d- Where
3: he was doing that on purpose. It was meant to be yeah. whack yeah. on purpose. He wants you
2: to. He wants you to hate it.
3: He wants you to hate he it. He
2: beats Naito for the for the IC championship. He faces Okada for the IWGP championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now, the Alpha has carried over into AEW, where Chris has a date with Hangman Page. For the World Championship, their first ever World Championship match, Mm. August 31st, that is a Saturday, this Saturday, you can watch All Out and see that match. Um, I feel like he is probably the right person to have the belt for their first television show, Mm -hmm. and then at some point drop it. Does this feel like a culmination of his career or is this just another stage and who knows where it ends?
3: I think it's another stage and who knows where it ends. Um, (laughs) although, Although if AEW does wind up being successful and it does wind up having longevity, I could easily see the next thing he does being more of taking more of a backstage role
0: that i 100 percent agree with that because remember before we got into all the new japan business there was that period where we thought he was just gonna leave wrestling to be a rock star mm-hmm. yeah and he said as much and then uh the ring kept calling to him uh the ring aka money uh kept calling <laughs> to him and i and i do think like this would because if aew is supposed to be what you know what everyone's kind of hoping and wishing and thinking it's going to be, which is the kind of new frontier of wrestling, then what better way to set into the sunset than have Jericho put a whole company over and then his work is done? Not only putting a company over, but finally adding competition to the one man who's kind of, you know, sometimes helped most of the time hurt wrestling (laughs) Uh, you you know because and I've said this you can go back to uh, wrestling like I think it was uh Whew, all the way back when I did uh, Let's Get Ready to Ramble on Hyper, mm. when I said the one thing that I think pro wrestling needs is more competition. Now there we're at a point where there's too much wrestling, uh, but it's a good thing. <laughs> and I think, you know, that's there's going to be a weird flux, but like if AEW continues to succeed, mm. it's going to put the fire under Vince. Vince, I think, had too much time without competition, so it allowed him to just Vince anything up without kind of re- repercussions, because yeah, well complain but like we like our man fights so it's gonna happen but now that you can tune into a whole nother show and you know like some of the people on this very podcast who have just kind of foregone the uh the the wwe brand because of certain uh shitty decisions they've made Mm -hmm. you can totally do that comfortably now because you have aew and then you know when lucha underground comes back and
3: i don't uh, know if it's gonna what I don't know if it's. I know my my heart is breaking as I'm saying it.
0: How how am I finding out about this live? You heard it here first. If you just found out in my so is I don't this think the, the rumor mill mill? Well, is it, kind it of...
3: hasn't been. They haven't announced a new season.
0: Listen, if it goes away,
2: I'll make sure we exchange numbers and you can call me and I will give you recaps of every episode <laughs> that would have aired,
0: and it'll be like you watched.
2: How
3: it. has Lucha's opinion? Also,
0: it's 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 funny too because yeah, like that's it's going to make these like these middle ground uh wrestling like we already saw you know places like PWG getting their talent sucked right up yep. you know yeah. so i think lucha underground is no different like you know AEW and they got money behind it
3: well and like if you look at so there's a lot of different i'll do this quickly um a lot of their top talent is gone ray is gone ricochet can't yep. wrestle for them anymore and yeah a lot of those other dudes are being swept up by these other like you know ROH contracts yeah. so
0: yeah, it's, it's wild. Like there's so much tight. <laughs> <type. laughs> like it's really cool. Like Impact, you can watch on Twitch. Like you know, yeah. like you if if you're like, oh, man, I don't have the nine ninety nine I need for <laughs> WWE, or you just you know, don't want to give it to them. Yeah. yeah. You can literally go on Twitch and watch it. And then after you get done, subscribe to my channel, if D's on Twitch and watch me <laughs> play. That was very sections.
3: well done. We have, uh, a, we have a section for plugs. Uh, but I you know, like to
0: sneak it in yeah, at, at any
2: time. With that plug, there's no better way to say that, does it? For this week on Tights and Fights, <laughs> we're a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, your hosts were Danielle Radford, Ify Wadiwe, and me, Hal Lublin. Ify,
0: thanks so much for joining well, thanks us. Thanks for having me. This was a blast.
2: Outside yeah. of your, t- what was
0: that Twitch channel again? Uh, if D's, I F D. E E Z on Twitch. G- give me all the plugs. Give me oh, yeah. some more plugs. Oh, man, uh, too many podcasts. So definitely on Max Fun, you yeah. know, watch, uh, listen, watch, watch along and listen to who's Shot You. We drop on Fridays, Nerdificent with my co-host, Dane Fernandez. On Tuesdays, Candy Dinner with one of my oldest friends, Matt Apodaca, on Mondays. And like I said, on Twitch. And Thursdays, if you're, if you're not tired of hearing my voice, I'm talking sneakers on Twitch on Fresh Stock. Live on the Twitch front page. All right. Fantastic.
3: Front page. Yeah.
2: It's been nice. Get it. Nation of Conversation. I posted this in the Facebook group, but if you're going to be in Atlanta this weekend for Dragon Con, I will be there too. <sighs> I, I posted Dragon a Con. full schedule. I'm going to be on the Walk of Fame doing shows. I think this is the year that uh, Xavier Woods and I are finally going to meet up because he oh. said he has a lighter schedule. Yeah,
3: did you see their Dragon Con gear? No. They had full Dragon Con gear this this week. I, oh. he, no,
2: he goes like beyond all out. For Dragon yeah. Con. No,
3: I mean, like, they had, like, their wrestling gear. Oh, I didn't know. See- like, it was designed to look like, I don't know if it's the carpet or, like, their promotional oh, stuff. Oh, is it the Marriott carpet?
2: Maybe. Is it, like, a grid? Yeah. Like, oh, thank God. Like
3: the, yeah, and no, and that it, they, they've said, like, that is their Dragon Con gear. Like, they have oh, that that's specifically that's fantastic. Made. Yeah,
2: yeah there's, a, there's a whole story behind that. That's for another time. Uh, go to dragoncon.org for more info or download the app get the schedule. You can find me. Come say hi. I'm always happy to meet members of the Nation of Conversation. Say hello. Danielle, what do you want to plug?
3: Um, as per usual, watch the Honest Trailers because that keeps me paid. Um. What else am I working on? I'm working on a bunch of stuff. Listen to my wrestling podcast, Tights and Fights, on the Max Fun Network if you get a chance. Um. is <laughs> um, not here, but you know what? You can do. You can go and buy her books, Cinders and Sparks, and I Heart Hawaii. Yes. Um, and her whole back catalog. It's and her whole back catalog. All the I Hearts. If you want to heart it up, you can. You can be hearty. I
2: heart plugging Lindsay.
3: I heart plugging Lindsay. Um. Also, I believe didn't Mike just put out a single? Hmm. I think he just put out a single. He so did. go check out that as well
2: yeah he's, he's a very active human being yes. should be also, followed I'm, at all costs
3: I'm gonna do one more cause we're not do putting anything over but this do is very um, so the wrestler Effie who I love he just put out a new fragrance and I just like seeing wrestlers do different weird shit so
2: do it uh, also uh, listen to this week's episode of We Got This it's Marvel's birthday and we did best Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. villain you will have opinions we did too our producer shares a birthday with Chris Jericho. That's Mr. Julian Burrell. He's up to a buck seventy-five on the bench, but we know he can hit three bills before December. Senior producer Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those are in our show notes. And if you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Let our nation grow. And thank you so much to the Maximum Fun members who have a portion of their recurring monthly contribution. Keep the lights on while we are here. We always appreciate your support. We would not be here without you. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling.
0: Tyson Bites Podcast. Maximumfun.org.